0: Listening to Thursday's Rumination Law and Gospel. I'm Pastor Tom Baker on this last day of June, the 30th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. And I'm with, of course, our good friend, Wes Reimnitz. Hello, Wes.
1: Hello, Tom. Did you wake up this morning?
0: No, I didn't wake up. I'm still asleep.
1: I, uh, I woke up this morning.
0: Oh, good. Well, one of us are awake. (laughs) It's obvious you woke up. You've got two subjects for us to talk about. We've been hearing a lot about woke theology, and we really need to help people understand what that is. What was your initial findings on woke theology?
1: Well, I, I did a, a simple beginning at the uh, Oxford English Dictionary, which in 2017 put put in "woke," and it's to alert injustice or discrimination in society, especially racism. What I, what I found, it, it leads into the, the C, CRT, the Critical Race Theory. What I found were the interesting were the synonyms, or words that could be used in, in place of woke, and they came out revolutionary, progressive, reformist, revisionist, extremist, anti-capitalist, socialist. Uh, I'm not so sure that I'm into this uh, woke uh, business.
0: Yes. Uh, And notice there were antonyms, which are the opposite of woke, conservative, reactionary, and moderate. And what it actually means is a woke theologian is typically considered to be sensitive to and aware of racial or social discrimination or injustice that they themselves may not be experiencing, but that doesn't have to be the case. And so, woke theology is to be alert to injustice and discrimination in society, especially racism. In fact, the article says we need to stay angry and stay woke. Now, that's kind of interesting. The West Coast has the wokest dudes. What does that mean?
1: Wokest dudes. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. Well,
0: I think it means that they have a higher percentage of people who think of woke theology as appropriate.
1: Hmm. You know it's kind of interesting that uh there one of the synonyms was revisionist. It's like they're trying to rewrite history all all over again and find racism in every corner that they can find it.
0: What is the problem with this is that many people think that the mission of the church revolves around woke theology. Why is that wrong?
1: Well, it's, if you're looking at woke wokeism as anti-discrimination and things like that, you're going to find problems wherever you go. And Jesus was not a woke theologian. <laughs> uh, he died upon the cross for the sins of all mankind, regardless of race, color, or creed.
0: He said, my kingdom is not of this world. Okay. And that means that he hadn't come to fix the social injustices. Uh, a lot of Jews were looking forward to the coming of the Messiah in order to get the, rid of the Roman occupation of Palestine. And, of course, that was not the mission of Jesus.
1: I think that's an excellent point that you bring up, you know, uh, because as we we went back and forth over the phone before the program a couple of days ago, we were talking about freedom. and And with the Fourth of July, how we celebrate the freedom of our country. And uh, that got, got me to thinking about we've got all these social injustices going on in the society and everything around us, and we need to take one step, not backwards, but upwards, uh, and take a look at how God sets freedom. For instance, in Galatians chapter 5, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. What are we talking about there?
0: Yes. And there's no doubt that God does not make distinctions between black and white, between Jew and Gentile, between male or female, between slave or free. What what does that mean that God doesn't make distinctions? Does that mean such categories no longer exist?
1: Well, the categories may be, be out there, but uh he looks really to see what's in the heart of mankind. Is there faith in jesus christ who who died upon a cross to cover our our sins when you when you talk about race, color, or creed just a moment ago, what really popped in to my mind was the the Ethiopian eunuch where Philip ran aside and interpreted scripture for him.
0: And then when they came to water, he said, What prevents me from being baptized? And, of course, nothing did, and he was baptized.
1: Yeah, and, and also you go to the ascension of Jesus. He, he just says, You shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea, Galilee, and the remotest parts of the earth. That takes takes everybody into account that Christ died upon the cross for them.
0: Yeah, there's no distinction that one category of human beings is better than another. We're all equally sinners before Jesus. He equally died for the sins of all of us. And so in today's society, to make this distinction between black and white, no, that that would be wrong to do. Uh Particularly when there are so many people who are no longer racist.
1: I agree that uh, that's kind of why I said tongue in cheek. I woke up this morning. You know, we've changed our, our language to mean something else. This wokeism started in the in the late two thousand ten, early two thousand tens, uh, two thousands here and. And uh, to me, in my reading, it kind of goes back to Marxism, and Marxism doesn't tolerate free speech. Right.
0: You're not permitted to say what you want, which, which leads us to the next subject. How people understand during the July 4th celebration, the freedom we have does make a difference in whether or not they're thinking of biblical theology or woke theology. And you have an article here where the veterans of foreign wars had a youth essay competition where youth were asked to give their views on a patriotic theme. And that particular time, the theme is, what freedom means to me. And they had seventh grade students who had won because of what they had said. And we need to examine these essays to understand what the youth are thinking of freedom. For example, it starts, the definition of freedom is the condition of being free from restraints, but freedom is more than that. Freedom is having the right to be me and express myself. Now, is that problematic?
1: No, I, I think that's they're, they're they're talking about a constitutional right that every American has under under the First Amendment. Uh, you got a right to express yourself you know, you know let's just talk about what we want and explain yourself to how you want how you want yourself to be expressed you can protest on what you believe is right even if you are you are wrong you are able to express it in America
0: well this essay though goes on that we want to explain about yourself to be how you want yourself mm. now i'm not so sure we would agree with that from a christian point of view
1: well that's pulling yeah that's kind of pulling in some eastern uh type religious talk uh to explain yourself and want yourself But uh, you have a religion to follow what you believe, and I think that's what they're coming to talk about, uh, not to be forced to believe in. And I think that's where we have to make a distinction. What does it mean to be free in the United States, in in our democracy, and our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus?
0: Yes. I guess the problem I have with that freedom is, remember what the center of sin is, is I. And I get the impression in reading these essays that, well, that freedom means I can be who I want to be. And the fact of the matter is, a Christian would have a totally different understanding of freedom than someone who is not a Christian,
1: right? That's I think that's a problem that you have in any quote democracy with the right of freedom, and I think that's the challenge that, that we have as Christians that, that, that we live under those same freedoms of expression, and that we we need to get that that. Uh, news of the good news of jesus christ out to the world
0: yes one essay says to americans and others living here freedom is the right to be yourself we can practice any religion catholic buddhist muslim we can print or write whatever we want we can petition if we feel necessary Americans can have whatever job we are qualified for. We aren't forced to have certain professions. In addition, anyone at any age has the right to continue their education. Now, I I agree with a number of those things, but I'm a little hesitant to say that freedom means we have the right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint I think there is a hindrance in regard to sanctification that in sanctification we act the way God desires us so to act and he doesn't force us to do that but he uses the Holy Spirit to motivate us to do that and that's really important
1: Right. Well you now again you're talking from a Christian's perspective. I think one of the things that, that you you have brought out here in the last couple of weeks I uh, I thought was significant is the mind of the believer and the mind of the unbeliever. Which you described with the mind of the believer to the unbeliever. The this is not gonna make sense to him, is it?
0: No, not at all. So Liberty, from a Christian point of view, is the ability to follow the will of God rather than my own will. And therefore, I have a little problem with what uh, these students are saying about freedom is the ability to express myself the way I want to. There is no uniform on how my life should be, says one of them. Now, we would not agree with that. There is a uniform on how my life should be. In fact, she goes on and says, With freedom, I can choose my own moral compass, make my own decisions. Now, that's the talk of somebody who would agree with evolution. We we do not have the right to choose our own moral compass. We have a moral compass and that's from God's holy word.
1: Yeah, well, that brings to mind how um, Romans chapter 1 starts out Paul, I am a slave of Jesus Christ. One, One is When you talk about that kind of freedom, one's either in the the camp of Jesus or in the camp of Satan.
0: Yes, and which camp is she in when she says this? With freedom, I can say what I want. Freedom to me means no one rules my life. I choose my own future. Well, any Christian realizes... That they have had hopes, desires, that did not come to pass. And that the future that they chose, God changed. And so, to have this idea of freedom, obviously then results in wokeism. Namely, nobody can tell me what to do, I choose my own future no, that is not correct.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting as as you say that what brings to mind is uh Sharper's iron Bible study. They've been working on the on the Acts of the Apostles and they're on Acts chapter twenty five. And lo and behold, who's in jail for for preaching the gospel but Paul?
0: Yes. Uh Another writer says, choosing my own moral compass lets me believe what I think is right and what I think is wrong. That's freedom. Uh, No, You need to make a distinction that you have the right to believe what you want, but true freedom... Is to believe what Jesus wants you, how to behave, how to live, etc., and that's quite different than what I'm reading in these essays. Right.
1: And you talked, and you talked about you know where they talked about the clothes that they wear, but for us as Christians, the clothes that we wear are the robes of righteousness, which is found in our baptism.
0: Yes. So freedom is really something different from a Christian point of view than from a world point of view. There's no doubt that we are free because of the military. We're protected because of the police. We have help when needed. But this idea, she says, I can be anything I dream of. Since I am free, I can do things other women around the world cannot. And so we need to be really careful here that freedom is not described in this worldly way because they're going to be disappointed. They're not going to be what they want. And many of their hopes and desires are not going to take place.
1: Right. You know, that brings to mind uh Luther in his Genesis lectures, uh on, on there he, he talks about the three structures that are out there in our world around us. There is the family, the church, the government. And he said it was the responsibility of the church to to educate and to teach the family and the government. What is God's will?
0: So, how would we describe the freedom we have, say, in the United States from a Christian point of view? What would we say?
1: Well, I would say that we have the, the God-given right to to express our our uh, freedoms that we have in in our Lord Jesus Christ and. and share the gospel, pro- as you say, proclaim the gospel to the world around us. And uh, we're given that opportunity, you, you know, through KFUO, through this program, Law and Gospels, through the various uh, witnesses that we have through our, our churches.
0: See, in contrast to that proper understanding of freedom, woke theology is saying you better be concerned about social issues. And that's what the church ought to be about. And a lot of congregations have turned their mission to social ministries. And it's not wrong to give food to the hungry, housing to the ones who don't have a place to live. But that is not the proper mission of the church. It may be the work of Christians who love their neighbor, but it isn't the mission of the church. What's the mission of the church?
1: The mission is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, to talk about how his blood covers our sins, and and all who believe in him has that robe of righteousness, which we get through our baptism and through faith in Christ Jesus.
0: So... Remember the work of both John the Baptizer and Jesus, namely the work of, first of all, repentance for the forgiveness of sins, and then the gospel of the forgiveness of sins. See, John the Baptizer was sent to prepare people for the coming of Christ. He wasn't sent to prepare people for taking care of their social problems, my kingdom is not of this world," Jesus says very clearly.
1: And as you pointed out earlier in the week, that this month of June has been a time that uh, there's been many new ordinations and many new pastors entering into the Lutheran Church Missouri Center who graduated from our seminary in Fort Wayne and in uh, St. Louis. And it's a wonderful time how they now have that opportunity through their various churches and assignments and missionaries to go out and speak that good news of Jesus Christ.
0: Yes, and that's a freedom uh, that we have where the government cannot stop us from speaking about the necessity of faith in Jesus Christ. And we do not just explain the gospel We proclaim the gospel, which means we indicate to people what their true condition is in regard to either faith in Jesus Christ or unbelief in Jesus Christ. And we share that freedom to express that, even though it makes some people angry, but at least we're able to express it uh, here in the United States without too much fear Although there are some churches that are being vandalized by woke theologies because they're not dealing with what the woke theology thinks is the real issues of racism, social injustice, etc. That's not the function of the church.
1: I agree. You know, I pulled a Tom Baker the other day. What's that? I, I talked to a person that uh, kind of a lapsed Christian, and I asked them, Well, if you were to wake up tomorrow and find yourself in heaven, who would you give all the credit to? And of course, it wandered around from parents to the world I live in to the things I do. And we finally got to how about Jesus?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question for people to answer because what it refers to is all the credit is given to Jesus. He works through parents. He works through pastors, but they don't have any ability to save us. But they are the mouth of Jesus in expressing the gospel that does save us.
1: Excellent point that you bring up, and you know it, it just further remind me of the sin and the I that's in the middle of where where we find the root of the problem, or do we give all the glory and to, to to God through Jesus Christ?
0: There's another word that has I at the middle of it, and that's the
1: word pride. Pride, yeah, that's a real problem too.
0: Okay, well, we really appreciate you helping us out with these two subjects, Woke Theology. And on this July 4th, we pray that people will have a proper understanding of the freedoms that we have in this country that are based on God's word rather than on some kind of secular view.
1: And have a, have a good, blessed 4th by celebrating in our churches on July 3rd. All righty. Thanks
0: so much. Yeah, we will not be on the air on July the 4th, but we'll be back, God willing, on July the 5th. I'm Tom Baker. That was Wes Reimnitz. Thank you for listening to Law and Gospel. Join tomorrow where we look at Email Friday. Until then, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your checkout to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132 or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962.